0: So welcome back to another uh episode of uh Avis, the podcast we are being we are working for AEC, uh, computational design and sharing technology with everyone. Today we have a new guest, uh as, as usual, Nick uh, Nignas Aftai, Aftai from Iran. Um welcome. Uh, and it's really nice to have you here today, Nigna. How are you?
1: Thank you, Samuel. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. I'm actually originally from Iran, but I've been living in the U.S. in um, the Bay Area for about 11 years now.
0: Okay, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, How did you get to the United States?
1: so I came about yeah 11 years ago um and I went to so I I studied my undergrad in Iran and then I came here to the U.S. to um uh, you know pursue uh my master's degree and then I went to UC Berkeley first I was in San Diego for two years and um I applied to a number of universities I applied to almost 12 universities actually at a time and then UC oh. Berkeley was my top choice um and I got accepted there so I did the MR to the two-year master program there
0: hey great that sounds amazing uh mm-hmm. I'm pretty yeah. sure it should be a, a, a nice path to proceed uh different from I mean like uh, for people that have the opportunity to travel and go around and we all know that is it, it is definitely a challenge and uh it takes courage and uh, a lot of energy and time for, <laughs>
1: yeah course. yeah for sure
0: so that's that's great that you've been like pursuing these uh these studies and and being passionate about the AEC and and today we're gonna talk with you about collaboration for AEC uh you uh well after, you're gonna tell us a little bit more about you and what you've been doing yeah. in, in the AEC plus tech uh which seems great it's uh and collaboration is definitely one of the things that is changing in our industry uh and not only in the industry but the whole world like is changing on how we collaborate how we operate to to develop AEC and develop technology developing jobs work uh, and it's a an super amazing topic and that's what we have today for this podcast collaboration in aec so mm-hmm. so let's uh let's start with the first question which is uh where's collaboration today for you uh Nicholas? um uh,
1: sure samuel so I can tell you um, about AC Plastic, about this new project that I've started. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's definitely um, the big idea is, you know, helping the collaboration, as you mentioned, um, in our industry. And what I'm focused on is connecting the uh, two sides of technology on one side and industry and practice on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then I can. Maybe share the story of why I start uh, why I started it and um how I got here. Um, so AC Plastic yeah. is a website, is a newly launched website, and it's an online platform that keeps track of the latest AEC tools. So AC is Architecture, Engineering, and Construction. Um, so it keeps track of the latest AC technologies and tools, and we do it through sharing. Real world projects and real world case studies. It's a community. The platform is really a growing community of AC startups as well as AC companies and professionals. Okay. So these two sides that I mentioned earlier. So, on one side, technologies, and on the other side, companies and professionals who are using, who are end users of these technologies. Um, so, these people sign up, create profiles, and feature their super exciting products and case studies. Uh, so it's a few months ago I started this project this new venture and the reason that I started it so I'm trained as an architect Uh, I received my bachelor as I said earlier in architecture in Iran and then I studied my master's at UC Berkeley and for my thesis at Berkeley I worked with a computer scientist partner and we proposed a computational system for offering uh, optimal location for public spaces and Um, I really became interested in this potential of, um, potential applications of technology in design. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later I, after I graduated from school, I worked as a designer at a couple of architecture firms in the Bay Area for about five years. I worked at ELS, Architecture and Urban Design Firm in Berkeley. It's a, great medium-sized company with amazing super talented people and beautiful projects and i absolutely enjoyed you know working there and learn a lot however like you know so many other fresh young graduates that you know graduate from school after doing so many exciting like research projects in academia then the extremely slow pace of this traditional, you know, design and uh, procurement workflows in the world of practice was kind of like, got fresh um, was kind of frustrating um, and always bothered me that, you know, you put a DD set. So here we have all this. I don't know how it's. Uh, I'm sure it's different in all different countries, but here in the US, there are different phases that, as an architect, you have to go through. So, conceptual yeah. design, the first programming, conceptual DDs, design development, CD construction document. So, you start working on all these different sets and put them together. And then you work in CA, which is the last phase, construction administration. And you just have to repeat the same things over and over and over. Yeah. You know, most of the times you feel like your your brain is just shut off. And uh, unless you're involved with conceptual design phase, which is very exciting. Otherwise, it's, it's just the same thing. And then from one project to the other, it's the same, you know, again, like repeating the same steps. So I started when I was at ELS, I started searching for new tools. You know, I wanted to see what's out there that can help a bit and i realized that there's actually so much happening out there in the ac tech world and most of it is still not used people don't even know these like tools and technologies and digital you know software and products in the in the industry and so at els i was lucky that our principals were very open to um learn about these new things and they let me start committee a design technology committee where we were always searching for you know new things we had events we would go uh, to conferences and events and find things and we had these three streams of computational design sustainability and visualization okay and um and that's when i realized it's not uh, easy to keep keep track and keep up with what's happening in the AC tech world. Because you're always, you know, as an architect, as an engineer, as a construction professional, I'm sure I'm not a construction professional, but you're just so busy working uh, in the office meeting deadlines all the time and then after one project is over then it's either another project another deadline or you have to do pursuit for new projects so it's just it's just so busy all the time um that you can go to ex- very expensive most of the times at lengthy conferences and events now they are becoming more affordable and they are many of them are actually becoming free after the pandemic and a lot of like virtual more like virtual webinars and events, but still it's very lengthy. You have to go to like a five-day or, I don't know, four-day conference to see what's happening. And then after the the event is over, there is no way to, um, they don't get collected in one online, you know, website or database. And and I also learned when I was at ELS that seeing real-world case studies and real-world applications and projects, Um, done by these tools is very powerful when you want to learn about them. And it's really the way that principals in an office and decision makers can uh, trust these things and these these technologies and feel like they are comfortable testing them and, you know, adopting them uh, eventually in the workflow.
0: All right. Yeah, it it is a great, is a great tool to actually use, uh, I mean, like a platform, because you can get familiar with everything that is out there. Most times, mm-hmm. like uh, people that is uh, mainly in the field of uh, technology in the AC, they are familiar with uh, some applications, but even for the people that is fully on computational design or fully on tech, it tends to be hard to keep track of, just like you were saying, for all the tools, all the All the possible uh, applications, or companies, or people that is uh, developing more uh, technology. And just like you're saying, like when you when you work in a project, like um, it really depends on what type of project you are working at, the type of technology that you will uh, require for that specific project. Because it's it's way different to be you know like uh, these amazing team of architecture doing like uh, crazy designs and super. Uh, going more for this area than probably someone that is more in the, uh, the structural uh, uh, shapes probably like uh, automation like uh, things that are mostly for fabrication that are these pieces that are repeated so every every part of the construction is, is different and i think this this way to see this all these possibilities of technology and applications that people can use is just like an amazing idea to to start using for sure
1: yeah exactly yeah you know you like you're you're saying it's everyone is working in their own silos and it's very disconnected and um, this, this role of like AEC is very disconnected right now it's very outdated we know and um, mm. it hasn't really been keeping up with the world of technology that is moving so fast you know with light speed and yeah. we have to start r- responding to the Growing client demand that we have and growing regulations, also. You know, like now, for instance, in New York City, you cannot submit um, a project without submitting a B model. And this had huge implications on how architecture firms work. And of, of course, a burden on software companies to produce software that can be easily adopted. So, if you're not Gensler, you know, if you're not a huge uh, firm, you can't really afford these highly skilled design technologies and ask them to spend most of their time exploring and testing new technologies. You know, a lot of firms, a lot of, like, big firms, resourceful firms, they have uh, the resources to do do this research. But what if you're not one of them, you know, and... um, You have to somehow be able to keep up with this like significant amount of research and innovation. And now, you know, billions of dollars is actually being invested. So in 2019, $3 billion was invested on uh, by VC companies on AEC technologies. Like $3 billion. And how many of these companies have we heard of in the in the practice? And now, and we've seen a doubling of venture capital funding uh, in the past decade into construction. You know, a lot of now VC funding going into construction. And then when we look at the industry, so I've been doing research only in the US as far as the market research. A, we have eight hundred thousand AC firms only in the US, and only like one percent, two percent of these companies have you know, a designated person or a team as technologies who are, you know, either making in-house tools or they are constantly learning and adopting new digital tools from outside. Like some of these startups, some of these, these tools, but the rest are all almost falling behind. You know, all the small and medium-sized firms, they don't have the time and money to test these new tools. And they are, you know, like I was saying earlier, constantly busy meeting deadlines, pursuing new projects and yet it's interesting that these small and medium-sized firms they are building the most important parts of our cities you know like ordinary apartment buildings you walk on the street all the like residential buildings car parks hotels i was reading actually this article the other day by um daniel davies he's one of my favorite researchers and writers So the article is called Cat's Boring Future and Why It's Existing and Why It's Exciting. Sorry. Um, So he recently posted this article and it's very interesting. I suggest everyone, you know, in in the AEC should read this. So he calls these projects, like residential car parks, the the fat middle. Um, So they're around right in the middle of uniqueness spectrum. And then he explains how there is a rising number of tools and technologies in favor of making these buildings, these like mundane or ordinary buildings better, which is a good thing. You know, people are, these technologies are paying more attention now to not only fancy, you know, landmarks, but these like um, ordinary buildings that are making, making our cities are making the big Biggest part of our city, yeah, and and
0: and you know, like this is really really cool to listen to because all these this phenomenon happens probably every part of the world, and I think like most firms and most um, yeah most, most group of people that are building are really small uh, groups and, and firms. Just like you were saying, like they are missing like all the opportunities of actually improving their buildings or their designs by yeah. using the proper tools. Uh, and then we keep we keep up like um, we keep up building the same things like we were building a uh, hundred years ago. You know, uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I actually saw an image about how was it, how people thought about the the car in the in the eight in 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 the nine, well, like a hundred years ago, something like that, two hundred years yeah. ago. And you see this picture of the car. And you see like how is the car today and you see an evolution of it, like a complete uh, transformation of it. And you see the same like kind of image of how how was like a house 200 years ago. And you see how is the house today and you, you kind of like see the same thing. <laughs> like uh, you have a door, you have a window, you have the same kind of like, a, well, different brick, but still brick, you know, uh, without any really radical yeah. transformation to it. And I think this is because yeah. of the lack of uh, of research and development in the projects. Just like you were saying, only 1% or 2 percent of these companies are actually using uh, or investing time in technology and trying yeah. to to like uh, well uh, figure out how to do something new, something different. And and well, I think like nowadays we we really really need to start like doing a change to the whole industry on how we use the technology, how we implement it in the projects so we can solve like, yeah
1: exactly stuff. yeah for sure and you know there are like huge companies like Autodesk like Bentley that everyone knows about like Revit we all use Revit yeah. um and the thing is that there's there's so there's so much more that is happening outside these uh big corporation not that their tools are not good you know their tools are great and they're constantly you know developing these technologies and tools which is great but there is also a lot happening you know, outside, outside these companies, outside the US, there's so much. So I can tell, yeah. I can maybe tell you quickly about a few of the tools that are on the platform. So, okay. so you know, the thing is that my, my point is that like, other desk or these companies, they have, uh, resources to advertise their um tools, and that's maybe that's part of a reason that we all just know about those tools. Um, so the the goal with AC Plus Tech is that we are not really advertising or promoting any one uh, digital product or software or technology we are talking about everything that is out there. And we're going to remain unbiased. We're not going to, you know, have any bias towards any of them because the mission, the big mission is connecting, you know, a groundbreaking AC startups with customers, partners nice. and capital, also money. And some of these startups are still at very early stage. Some of them are further along, like seed A, seed B. They, are, they have a developed product, but some are at very a very early stage and they don't have the they don't have enough funding for their like let's say marketing So the the, the, uh, idea is helping all of them and then so we we launched about six months ago and we've registered about 80 ac technology companies um 80 85 right now we have okay And i'm literally excited about every single one of them you know they are i just get so excited learning about these tools and the power that they have and the power that they have to either improve an existing process or they have some of them have potential to transform a process entirely you know like really evolve the whole thing and to mention a few examples so we have a number of very exciting you know context construction technologies companies like genda fan loader rail Offsite, Project Ready, Wakecap, Green Badger, Versatile, DGQC, and many more, that they streamline project management and construction management. Okay. And they allow for efficient real-time collaboration, and management, and you know, construction is a sector that is responsible for 38% of all yeah. carbon emissions. Now these days we are all talking about like low carbon design, low carbon construction. So the yeah. less time a project takes, the smaller its environmental impact. So it's yeah. good that we we hear about this, uh, this great like management tools. And then we have, like, OMRT, Ball software, and a lot of other simulation tools that they provide us with, provide designers with the information we need for developing a data-driven, you know, design workflow. And there's also a growing number of generative design tools for different tasks. Like, let's say, you want to find the most optimal shading design to selecting the best location for your building on the site, you know there, there, there's like test feet, digital blue foam, yeah. delve, giraffe, archaeologic, brief, Archeo, and some other. And then these tools they can be easily integrated into the design construction process and they help with like, the decision making process and you know it's much better and a design that is optimized its entire form for solar heat gain let's let's like think about that like and when you're doing energy modeling so it's much better that you do your design you think about that from air air, very early stage rather than like later you add and I don't know, solar panel or an energy efficient element, anything to your, to the fixed form, which is much better to that we start thinking about these tools very early on in the project. And, Mm -hmm. and we all hope that these tools, you know, it helps everyone is really democratized the technology for majority of people so not only a privileged few have access to high quality energy efficient design but yeah. these tools make it accessible to everyone
0: and, and and the thing's like design has to be an integrated design nowadays if we are aiming to improve environmental issues and try to change the the the, the problem we have with climate change and and just uh, be more eco-friendly. To put it in a simple word, we really mm-hmm. need we we really need to have integrated design where we can actually have all these great applications, and we can have this overall view of what uh, what makes a project uh, less carbon emission. You know, like um, exact. And the only way is using technology. Without it, I think it's it's just. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, uh, as uh, myself in my in my perspective it's great when people is trying to to build uh, fully natural like just using um uh, you know like bamboo like really different techniques to to build but i also know where we also consider that um uh, the size of the population is quite vast it's quite big to for all of, for all people to just uh, live like this and we need to just mm-hmm. improve the process, improve the facilities and, and the workflows that we have in, in the daily tasks. And this mm-hmm. is definitely true. like only no, just a few people really have access to technology rather because they like it and they know about technology, uh, or, yeah. or they have the opportunity to, to work with it in, in a big firm, right. And the rest of yeah,
1: the. Exactly. The rest
0: of the people is just uh, kind of outdated on all these applications. And the success probably of these great companies or the big companies has been that they actually understand how to use technology to improve the, the vision of the projects and to, to, to have this overall and integrated design inside them. And yeah. this, this is a secret, like the, the, the secret of growing for probably for these companies has been how, how can we improve this uh, our, our workflow and our, our quality in the design. And the quality comes by using these uh, collaboration tools and these amazing products that we start like looking in the in the AEC field, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, like you're saying, it's not just like one answer. It's not that it's um, prefab or it's algorithmic design or it's robotic. No, no, it's not just really one answer. It's the yeah. interplay of all these multiple technologies that would would help us and would improve our workflow and then along the line of technology helping everyone you know another good example is the work of startups that um startups in modular and prefab housing mm-hmm. like uh, Mo- mighty building Mi- mighty buildings for example so they are linking design and supply chain to scale affordable and functional and beautiful housing to everyone again not just like a pre privileged few so everyone can have access to beautiful design and it's really cool that with ac plastic our community is global so we have companies from all over the world it's not just us Um, so like for instance we have fbr it's a great robotic company based in australia that they have they have developed hadrian x is the world's first mobile robotic block lane machine or we have digital blue foam it's a singapore based ai-powered company they're working on digital design urban design f- tools um and i'm excited because for some reason we mostly tend to hear from companies in the us <laughs> but the yeah. fact is that come on it, things are happening around the world you
0: know yeah totally.
1: so <laughs> i'm I'm glad that ac plastic is a, is a global community yeah people it. from everywhere
0: no this, that's that's actually great because it, it is true like a most most technology maybe start in the USA USA or maybe most companies pay attention to it. But nowadays there's technology all, all over the world, and a lot of people using it, which is uh, amazing. Like I I had the opportunity be, uh, to work with uh, different people from the world, like uh, all over, like really have international connections. And it's just great to see how how different perspectives of technology are thinking about the approach to to do a building to to encourage the EC to, to promote technology itself. It's just great to see this change that uh, is not happening only in one country, but it's actually happening all over the world. And uh yeah. it's going to probably not not uh not at a speed that uh We all want sometimes, but we can see that there is definitely a trend of people moving and trying to look for more and more technologies and how can, can they benefit to my project.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the AEC firms, the amount that they are spending on technology is also on the rise, which is a good sign. You yeah. know, with these tools becoming more affordable, becoming cheaper and more useful than ever. So companies are spending more, are paying more attention and are and are spending more on software every year. So, you know, back in August, there was this bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed. It's a $1 trillion, $1.2 trillion um. Uh, bill that was passed by senate here in the u.s and it included 100 million dollar over five years uh, wow. to for deployment of digital construction technologies like 3d modeling software digital project management software so and we have a lot of like tools and technologies to battle climate change that climate change is also on everyone's agenda and you know this constant growing of digital tool, tools and these technologies in the ac space i think it's a sign that we are finally uh, you know learning from the practices and dynamism of the tech industry and and also other industries so we are we are finally realizing that we have to move
0: yeah no it, it is it is great that uh, we are looking finally this. uh this enthusiasm of people trying to pursue this. And, uh, and that's definitely the correct path to do collaboration and to have the, the capacity to know what we need, you know? Because just like you were saying at the beginning, like for companies that they don't know about this, all these possibilities and all these uh, existing tools, probably they, they haven't even think about it. and They haven't realized about the possibility and how easy it is nowadays to access to technology. To improve mm-hmm. their projects, and, and and definitely, it's difficult for 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 a company that is not uh, they don't that they don't have the knowledge about these uh, technologies to to adapt, you know. And if you have this uh these quick change or this quick app that guides you on on where you have to be, where do you have to pay attention to get some resources or where 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 is the technology, then that's going to help a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm excited that uh, we have now uh, on AC Plus Tech, we have um, architecture and some engineering, some construction companies that they are also engaged with the project, with the platform. We have some prominent firms like Walter P. Moore, MBBJ, Bjarke Ingall. WRNS Studio in San Francisco. So they have their profiles and they are sharing with us how they are using tools and, you know, their um, obstacles as well as what they're learning. And we are also expanding the presence of developers and real estate people and builders as put our potential customer base. And I think it's important that we bring all these people together at one table so we can, we can move forward. And we have a couple of VCN investors who are you know, following our work and are interested you know, to learn. So it's good that, you know, like you were saying earlier, collaboration is really the key. Uh, to to you know facilitate all this. And f- for us, the next step, besides you know growing the community and bringing more innovative companies on board, is to collect more case studies, you know as many projects as we can to to help l- learn about the applications of what is. Out there. So now we have hundreds, we would like to have thousands. And then once we have the, a lot of case studies, we can hopefully leverage the data to become AI powered. So the idea is that we have a machine learning advisor and he's going to help us develop a matching system, a matching and recommendation system. So we can recommend right. the right tool to the user you know based on your company size your project size and your project type so you can get some suggestion because sometimes it gets overwhelming there's so much happening and like you (laughs) you check the platform or you check anything like you even like google like you know arvr um digital twins you know this like technical (laughs) acronyms or terms (laughs) you look at it's overwhelming so much is happening so we are hoping to um you know, and organize our data and simplify it, exactly. Simplify it as much as possible so it becomes more accessible. We are still not there, of course, but because the amount of data that we have is not enough for for an AI technology. But Mm. hopefully soon we'll get there. And, uh, yeah, you you know, Uh. extending our presence in both tech and industry, it helps because it's like both sides of um, the spectrum or both sides of where we... There's a disconnect in between. So tech industry. So we, we like to learn from both sides and you know add, add um, new features and also improve our SEO search engine optimization and make it as accurate as possible for people to see similar tools. Because sometimes you, you know about one tool, but you don't know what, it, what else is out there. Um, so we'll also help people to find those similar
0: tools and this and this if you are well this tool that you are visioning it sounds amazing like if you if i'm capable to just go to a platform and and just put the basic uh, description of the type of project that i have the size of company that i am and it just gives me all this synthesized information of the tools that i require to operate it's this sounds mm-hmm. really, really interesting, honestly. Like this is a great idea and hopefully we can see and play with it in the future. Uh, so uh, it will be just amazing to see what, what the how, how can we configure well, how do you configure this uh AI to assist uh, the frames that are not uh, that they don't have again the knowledge to, to understand what they need. because uh, definitely the the world of technology is growing. Uh you just give us a, a feedback on how the numbers are increasing on technology, and this is yeah. a and technology is going to keep growing. Like, uh, it's not something that we're going to stop, it's definitely, for sure. it's, it, it has been something that uh, proved to be on our, on our side, it's, it's an alley for us in the AEC and um, yeah. we are looking at, you know, a design happening nowadays, you know, and, uh, my, myself, I love generative design. The first time that I started like learning about it, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is the future!" <laughs> uh, yeah. I know not everyone thinks like that, uh, and it's still a, a, a topic that uh, between the in, inside the industry, like people discuss on how good or bad it is. But uh, I do believe that generative design, if, you, if it's used properly, if you if you know how to uh, apply it. It's definitely an amazing tool, uh, an div- an amazing way to to do an approach for a project. Uh, yeah. and, and for example, just I'm, I'm saying this because uh, for us it took like a about like five years to come to a point that we can say, hey, we can do generative design. You know, since we still like yeah. reading, it, uh, developing, uh, writing code. But then for to write code, you actually need to learn how to program, and it's a long path. You know, it's it's not something that. Um, Two, two clicks for us to, to develop but nowadays uh that's the next the next step you know how fast can we give this uh technology to people uh yeah don't waste five years knowing how to do generative design but spend like maybe a week or a month just like reading learning and looking at the options and then you are ready to go you know uh, exactly that will be yeah. that will be actually amazing amazing
1: yeah you know I've noticed that people are sometimes get you know professionals they get scared or think get scared thinking that technology is going to replace us you know architects are not going to be around in a few years i don't think really that it's my personal opinion that it's that it's not going to be the case we're going to be uh you know around forever as architects as masterminds thinkers you know the creative mind technology is going to help us like all the other industries look at i don't know food industry or like you were saying car industry medical it's not that doctors are going to go away like computers are going to be our doctors it's just that it's the collaboration like the word collaboration is really important yeah. i think in our conversation between it's it's probably going to change the way we work uh but it's nothing scary it's, it's very exciting that we don't have to do do the, all those like repetitive things, like things that we have to do as, you know, young graduates, you graduate from school, you're waiting for all this, like, research and exciting work in the world of architecture, and then you end up working on a CD set, bringing the same details over and over from different Revit models. So nothing is is smart, nothing is, like, really um, compared to other fields, automated. So the the way we work the workflow is going to evolve, but it's not that it's going to technology is going to replace us. And you know with our industry with AC at least like architecture, I feel like competition and secrecy, they are inherent parts of our industry because you know if you think about it there there is a project, there's like one physical part project and there are only a few companies that win each every project. Not everyone gets to work on one project. So uh, like design or constructed. So because of that, uh, that culture of like competition that we are schooled with. Um, we have a lack of openness in our practice to scale mm-hmm. towards adjacent industries and further like towards policy. So most of our work just remains a one-off set of drawings on a server somewhere, and a bunch of code never to be reused, and and finally a beautiful building, a luxury product in the form of a building. And the, and when you think about technology and the world of technology, so one of the technology's greatest gifts is the ability to scale ideas and knowledge you know so like convincing ac companies for us it's been a challenge to convince ac companies to share their tech related learnings and just just simply share with us what their favorite tool is or what their workflow is like a lot of it a lot of it is considered inside knowledge right now and it hasn't been easy for us to really convince them however um i think I like anything else is it's a culture that we have to create you know it, it has to start from somewhere and it usually starts with a few people or companies um, initiating the movement and others will get inspired and will follow um so we always ask what we are interested in is What we are interested in is what is your favorite technology what is your favorite software how did it help you what was your previous methodology how are you adopting it to your workflow the integration process so we i think it's important that more and more companies and people share uh Mm -hmm. what they are doing um and you know like open source this term we hear a lot and in other in- industries, open source is something that it has been accepted and is like part of what they do. But in our industry, it's a still a very new term. And yeah. so what it means is that it's openness in our practice, basically. Unlike yeah. anything we've seen in our work, really, it's like the, all about competition, all about secrecy. And I understand that, you know, some clients, they may not feel comfortable sharing their information, a lot of projects projects. Are you know confidential, but I think for yeah. us it never hurts if uh, if we ask them if they're okay to share the data. Sometimes they're okay. We just don't ask, and yeah. then if we can get those data, you know, the data sets, and we can make it public, it it would help a lot. It would help a lot. Um, help like researchers who are working on these data sets. We don't even have in the in the building industry. We don't even have that many. Uh, data scientists, or you know, researchers. I've noticed that, like a couple of my friends who uh, started gearing towards like technology and they became data scientists, they just left the industry. They're doing now; they're working in other like technology companies. For some reason, they even if you become a data scientist, you don't stay in the in the building the um, mm. building industry. And maybe part of the reason is that there are not that many, you know,
0: data sets that they yeah. get.
1: Work on compared to other fields, like, like I was saying earlier, medical or food or other you know, fields.
0: Yeah, it is true. so yeah. I think
1: it's important that we think about this, yeah, as a, as a like, like open source, like a democratized, um, you know, techno- technologies because, uh, if we want this to happen, then we cannot like we cannot have rigid ideas like inside knowledge this is just knowledge of my company i'm not going to share it with you so yeah. it has to, this idea should be thrown away we have to think of like how we can contribute to the advancement of the like the entire built environment and of okay. course like you were saying earlier our industry is a very old industry. It's like a 3,000-year-old profession. <laughs> so uh, we should remember that we have a lot to learn from the tech industry. And at the same time, because we are very old, 3,000, we also have a lot to teach them. So it's definitely a collaboration between the two.
0: No, it's definitely, it's definitely something that it's happening slowly. But I think like uh we will start mm-hmm. like looking at uh, more companies uh sharing yeah i don't understand the problem of sharing because those projects were just like you were saying there are confidential projects uh, sometimes companies or group of people just invest so much time on doing something that they won't let you to access everything by 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 free probably or just by one click but okay. it's definitely something that we have to promote like sharing uh, the technology, the use of it, the application. How can, how does this technology it apply? You know, not, not because, uh, again, going coming back to the sample of maybe machine learning or generative design. Uh, normally, people don't even know why, how to use it for a project. How can you apply that type of technology into the AC uh, field? And if, if we start like sharing samples, sharing the information, how does that benefit a company? Just like you were saying people is, will definitely become familiar with it. They will see the possibilities of, uh, of using technologies similar to the, the, the same the same process that happened back in the day with uh, Auto, AutoCAD cat with the cat drawings. Yeah. Uh, they come from hand, hand drawing to, to drawing in the computer lines, which was basically the same, but they figured out what, that it was a bit faster to do it in the computer, well, much faster to do it in the computer. Than uh than drawing yeah. in hand, you know, and you can do the corrections, etc. And nowadays, uh, at least for in my case, now that we work uh, with three D models, uh, we stop using the the, the traditional two D lines, and we 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 are in love with three D models because we have we know the benefit of using a three D model. We know there's like a a much bigger um, uh, comprehension and and understanding of a project when you have, actually have a three D model. And from a three D model, we jump to we jump to coding, we jump to scripting for our industry, and it's just yeah. really exciting the things that we're going. We, we're going to start looking in the future for collaboration, especially that we are sure. looking all these open sources that, as you were saying, like uh, happening and and it's been like a well, it's just like a like for example GitHub that is a platform that uh, people can access and they can see code in a, it's an open source platform basically. And people can Mm -hmm. access to it and they can, they can share knowledge, they can share coding, they can share ideas. And and you see the, the community trying to, to, uh, to put information as much as possible, you know, uh, according to what the capacity is. And it's just just amazing that uh, we have the opportunity to, to, well, to be with these type of people, you know, we, to share with these, uh, with this community that uh we don't know nothing about them we haven't seen their faces ever <laughs> and then we, exactly. we find a platform that allow us to go and just oh my god the world still exists here you know <laughs> uh we yeah, for sure. more things and and this is this is great this is a new way to collaborate and definitely ac plus tech is 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 definitely going be uh, outside the box um and taking the boundaries farther than, than traditional uh, ways of, of okay. looking for stuff. Thank so you. Thanks a lot for the, for this uh, uh, platform, Ignace, and for all the amazing development that you are doing in AC plus tech. Uh, and do you have any any vision yes. for the future of AEC tech? Uh, where do you want to see this platform going in the future, like uh, the main in a couple of years? Where do you see AEC plus tech going and helping on the collaboration?
1: Yeah, so you know, somehow the way I see it is, um, is, is, plastic to become a let's say a one-stop shop, you know, for people to find the latest and greatest and, uh, really be able to easily keep up with what's happening, um, through like comparing these tools to one another or like quickly and easily accessing all the case studies and seeing all the users for for each product. So who are the people that are using this tool? Are they like small firms? Are they residential companies? Are they huge companies so easily being able to differentiate between these different tools like the phase of design or construction that these um products are good for or have been used for so i i see uh, I see plastic as a one-stop shop for people to quickly and easily access all this data and like i was saying earlier we like it to become an AI powered, you know, a machine learning powered platform, so we can give um, smart suggestions and recommendations to if you are product innovator so you can get recommendations so basically a matching system yeah. uh, you can get recommendation for what uh who who are your potential customers and clients if you should go after like bigger companies or like what construction companies are uh, already using similar tools to yours basically and if you are if you're an end user if you're an ac firm you also get recommendation for products that can help you uh, improve your workflow. And then hopefully, once you have millions of data, we can make this AI model uh, very accurate. We can also tell you that we can also like, predict that by using this tool, you can uh, increase your efficiency or save this much time or this much money uh, on your, you know, project. So this, these are for future, but for now, like my vision for the next few months is, uh, you know, expanding the community and, you know, bringing as many cases study and coming see more and more people to share these cases studies with us and then hopefully get to a point that we can have the AI, um, you know, powered system
0: technology. Amazing. This sounds amazing, uh, to be honest. Awesome. Looking, looking forward to to actually see this. And, um, for everyone listening to the podcast, if if you are uh, interested in, in knowing more about AC Plus Tech, you can just visit the website. You can contact Ignas, and uh, you can get more familiar with this. and And just let us know, uh, Ignas, how can we? For those who are interested in helping on providing data and, or helping on on increasing this part, that uh, definitely will be a, an amazing tool that uh, will help professionals. Just let us know uh, where and how can we how can we assist. And let's see what we can get to, to keep this growing as well.
1: For sure. Thanks so much, Samuel. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. And yeah, for your listeners, if you can, you know, check out the platform, let us know if you have any questions or comments. Feel free to create your profiles, you know, add information, mm-hmm. add case studies. And uh, we hope to see you all there. And thanks again for, you know, this this great podcast.
0: <laughs> nah, thanks, Dina. And everyone, have a good day. We'll come back with more podcasts about technology and, uh, and just to promote AEC technology, computational design, because it's something we love and something we, we believe that is going to change the world radically, especially in the AEC. So thanks, everyone.
1: Thank you, Samuel. It was very nice talking to you. Have a good rest of the day.
0: Yeah, you too, Dinas. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.